a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. everyone and welcome to a new episode of Force Ghost Coast to Coast. This is Multiversity Comics' Star Wars podcast where we take a look into what's happening a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. My name is Alice W. Castle and I will be your host. This episode is going to be a little special because I'm joined by a special guest in Tyler Pollock. So everyone, welcome Tyler. How are you doing? I'm doing good, Alice. How are you? I'm doing very well, thank you very much. So we brought you on to talk everything Star Wars, pretty much. This is where we just kind of gush about where we love Star Wars. It's going to be a bit of a weird freeform episode where we've got some things to talk about, but there's no real agenda like it, earlier episodes, so we're just going to talk about what we want in Star Wars. Does that sound good? Sounds, sounds great. Cool. Uh, is there anything on your mind? Anything you want to start with? Um. Well, we can talk about um, this... Uh, this Star Wars VR rea- or uh, VR experience that Disney just announced. Um, yeah, this has just come out today as of recording, right? Um, I think it might have been Friday. Um, Maybe Friday. I'm, in I'm the tra- past week or so has come out, because yeah. by the time people listen to this, it'll be in the past anyway. But for those of you who don't know... It seems like there's going to be a VR or virtual reality themed kind of attraction at the uh, Disney World Resorts. Am I getting that right? Yeah, it, it says uh, Disney World and Disneyland. Cool. Um, so this is going to be apparently part of their new Star Wars lands that they are opening up at some point. I don't really know when that's going to be going about, but it sounds really cool. Yeah, I think both are, um, at least just Star Wars Land in general, is planning, like, I think they want both to open up, like, 2019 or so. Yeah. Uh, that's awesome, because have you seen any of the ILM X-Lab VR stuff before? I have not, no. So, I got a quick look at it when I was in... So, I went to Star Wars Celebration last year when it was in London in 2016, Uh And I got a very quick glimpse at the VR stuff. It was the first time using VR. And it was this uh, Tatooine environment. I think it was the Trials of Tatooine, something like that. Oh, yeah, they mentioned um, it down in the article here. That, that was their yeah. like first VR. It's, uh, it was really cool. And I can't really wait to see what they do with this as an actual like narrative attraction. Yeah, because it looks like, just based on the photo here, that it's uh, it's going to be on Mustafar. Because it's a lava planet, and there's Darth Vader's goth castle back in the background. Um, yeah. And uh, you're fighting stormtroopers, and there's a K2 unit um, with you in the picture. So. Yeah, it looks awesome. This is, uh, for people who are listening, this is Star Wars Secrets of the Empire. So if you Google that, you'll see kind of what we're talking about. I like the fact that it's showing specifically Darth Vader's castle next to specifically the title Secrets of the Empire because I want to know what's going on here. I need to know what's happening here. I assume he has just like a lot of weird artistic interpretations of burning flesh. Oh yeah. (laughs) 
Uh, it's uh, one of my favourite things about Star Wars is no one knows how convection works. Yes. It's an entire lava planet where realistically anyone just existing on the planet should be roasting alive, but you know, who cares? Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry if you're hearing my cat um, on the other side of the door. She really in. (laughs) She just really wants to talk about Star Wars. Yes. Yes. She has a, she has a lot of opinions. I, I assume she wants more cat people. Well, yeah, hopefully in the, uh, some of the Last Jedi stuff, there's they've teased a lot of the aliens and creatures that are going to be in the new one, so maybe there's some yeah. cat people. Yeah, uh, they revealed a um, uh, behind-the-scenes uh, reel at San Diego, and yeah, they did. That was really it cool. So awesome. I I'm I, I it's probably an understatement to say this. I'm very excited to see the Last Jedi. <laughs> I can't imagine why. Ah, oh, yeah, no, it's just a little indie movie. Pro- yeah, people yeah. probably haven't heard of it. Because um, <laughs> we saw our first look at my new obsession in Star Wars, which is the Porgs. Have you seen those? Oh, my God, yes. They're so They're cute. so adorable. Did you see on the, like, the storybook for uh, Chewbacca and the Porgs? Yes, I did, and I cannot wait to read that because it looks like the cutest thing in the world. Yeah, I, that, just that cover... Makes me so happy. <laughs> it looks so cute. Yeah. But there was an there was a lot of uh, stuff revealed in that uh, behind the scenes reel that we saw at San Diego Comic Con. Like maybe not as much as specifically the trailer we got a celebration, but we got like our first look at Laura Dern's character and the uh, Benicio del Toro's character. There was a lot going on in there. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm really just, I'm so excited to like figure out how all these you know random shots that we've seen make sense and mm-hmm. and all that. I'm super excited to for December. Yeah, it's going to be so cool because there's one that I really liked that was like pretty much the beginning of the reel, which is on the planet that we saw very briefly in the the trailer. I can't remember if they've revealed the name of it or not. The one that has the the red mineral kind of dust. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because there was the the shot that almost looks like it's taking place in a trench. Yeah, and there's like a red... red. red, Yeah, there's a red smoke explosion or something. (laughs) I want to know what's happening there. Yeah, same here. Oh. Sorry, I'm I'm looking at the real. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm looking at the real and trying to have it on a on, on mute. Um, That's cool. I I also have it open here because it just looks so cool. I love the new costume designs for Ray that we see her in yes. her like more Jedi-ish attire. Yes, I'm so happy that she gets more than one outfit this this uh, this movie. Yeah. Even though she got the awesome like pointed shoulders one at the end of. Uh, I love her shoulder pads. It's so good. No, I just I'm I'm also just Rose and Finn going undercover in the first order. Yes. But that was something what? that um was teased a lot in kind of rumors and I wasn't sure what to believe and then I saw that shot in this teaser I was like, Yes. I'm excited yeah, for this. I, I'm instantly very worried and very excited. Yeah, I'm I'm uh, so worried for this entire movie because I love Ryan Johnson's work, 
but every movie I've seen of his is like heart-wrenching especially The Brothers Bloom if you've never seen that it's heartbreaking so I'm so worried about my children yeah I'm, I'm really worried about Finn and Poe I just want them to be safe and, and happy yeah. and together I'm also see more of Phasma I'm excited to see I'm, I hope she actually does something yeah oh same because there's that one photo that we saw of um of her with the helmet off and she has that pike yeah that kind of like the uh old imperial guards pikes and so i really want to see her just be just i want to see her be awesome and do stuff yeah so what we kind of seen between this and like the the trailer that we saw is like her, she seems to be leading some kind of attack on whatever the resistance like main ship is. Yeah. Um, and I can't remember if I've mentioned it specifically on the podcast here or not. It all kind of blurs together. But I have kind of a theory that I think the what's going to kick off the the resistance part of the story is that they're on their kind of like mobile fleet or like kind of uh, Return of the Jedi ish, where they don't have like a base planet; they just have their fleet that gets attacked yeah. by Phasma and her First Order, and that's where they, when they have to take off to to the like, casino planet and stuff like that, but I could also be incredibly off-base. I have no idea. Yeah. Um, well, like, I remember there's one shot in the first trailer that we saw, which is the, um, like, the tall... the tall, ex- like, battleships firing at, yeah. um, in a space battle. So mm-hmm. I think... I think uh, yeah, we, that could totally be um, what happens, and like maybe Laura Dern's in command of that fleet, and she has to go, mm-hmm. you know, go to the casino planet or whatever. Because I think oh, I think they I'm revealed so that yeah, I think I think that they revealed that Laura Dern's character is a um, is a commander of some kind or someone high up yeah, in the military. She's... She's got something to do with the resistance and maybe some ties to the old uh, rebellion, but I'm not 100% sure on that. Um, but I cannot wait to see her. I love Laura Dern so much. Have you been seeing yeah. her in the recent Twin Peaks? I so I never really watched the original Twin Peaks. I'm watching it right uh, now. She's uh, killing and, uh, it. Yeah, I'm glad to. I'm. The good thing about Twin Peaks being on and being on Twitter is that while people are talking about it, I still have no clue what's going on because they have also have no clue what's going on because it's Twin yep. Peaks. I love it. Because <laughs> I, I, I usually watch it kind of late in the day because I'm British and I need uh, the time for it to come out. But even yeah. then, just like, like there aren't you, you can't spoil it because no one knows what's happening. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> but yeah, I, I love her whole pink hair, purple dress. Uh, yeah, that's that's really awesome. It's, it's it's so different to what we've seen in Star Wars, but somehow yeah. still feels Star Wars-y, which is kind of the entire tone of this movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, have you seen any of the, like, the Forces of Destiny stuff that's been coming out? Yeah, so I saw a few of them, but I can't remember if there's been some since... By watch because it it seemed like they were coming out every day for a second there. Yeah, I know that they've. I know that there's like because I've seen one with Leia and I've seen one with Ray. Yeah. Um, 
And I think there has been one with S- Sabine. Yeah. Um, but I'm not sure. But um, those are, they're really, really, they're actually really great. Yeah, um, I really like them. Um, so it looks like there's eight episodes out so far. I apparently saw the first half of them up to the uh, Ahsoka one, which was so good. I love seeing more Clone Wars era Ahsoka. Yeah, uh, we we always need more Ahsoka. Yeah, <laughs> bring her back, Filoni. Where did she go? <laughs> she she's the wolf now, or whatever. Yeah, but even uh, then, he's like, have you seen his uh, drawing on Twitter where he he drew them together with the owl from Rebels and is like Ahsoka and also not the wolf. So <laughs> I don't know, but he also might just be trolling us. I have no idea. Yeah. Um, I was in Target, uh, like a day ago and, um, and I, I, I saw like a Forces of Destiny section and it was just, it was really awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, cause, uh, they're, you know, they they have like little lightsabers and, uh, it's just, it's really nice to see. And like, they were all like, you could tell that that section had been totally just like decimated. Yeah. <laughs> And it was really, it was really nice to see. Yeah, um, there was only like a few little things left over, um, but it was really nice to see that that you know it it was being yeah <laughs> yeah like uh, when you actually make Star Wars stuff for girls, they actually enjoy it and will buy it. Exactly. Yeah, and um, like between that and. Um, and the the DC superhero stuff that I've seen, um, I'm really, it's just it's really awesome that they're making this accessible stuff. N- not necessarily just, I mean, for girls um, in the marketing, but also like, I know, I know, I've read, I've read, um, there was a uh, a few posts about the boys who really loved um, DC superhero girls mm-hmm. and just awesome that yeah those uh those lines are both really cool and i love the production quality on them they actually look really good they look better than yeah, some watching... of the other hasbro stuff that's been out lately <laughs> yeah i'm watching the um the the force destiny one with leia and sabine mm-hmm. and it's 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 like the animation is really smooth and yeah i really happy. like the uh the really flat kind of textured coloring on it. I think it's a really yeah. interesting aesthetic that still feels really Star Wars-y. Yeah, yeah. It's really cool. Yeah, and I'm, and I'm glad that it goes across all eras, too. It's not just... Mm-hmm. It's not just, like, you know, Rey and... and uh, It's not just one era. It's across all of them, and I really like that. Yeah, and we're finally getting to see, like crossovers that we hadn't seen before like uh sabine and leia um yeah more kind of content with uh padme and ahsoka and hopefully kind of more uh exploration of like what Jin was up to um i know that she had a couple episodes um and hopefully if we get more in the future even like stuff with rose who knows yeah that'd be awesome That'd be really cool. Mm-hmm. I'm really excited to see what Rosie's role in the new movie is because they've kind of teased her a little bit. She seems to have like a really important role, but like I, re- I want to know more about her. I want to know yeah. more. 
Zelda just seems like she'll bond with Finn and and um and just like be a, his friend while he goes on his missions. Mm-hmm. And I'm 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 excited for that, but I also want to see like what makes her so like what what makes her so important to the movie in general, you know? Yeah. I'm really worried though that they've introduced her to like stem the whole Finn Poe thing. Like I hope she's yeah. not specifically like a love interest designed to drop like drive a wedge between those two. Yeah. Yeah, that would that would suck. But, that would suck a know, lot. <laughs> here's hoping. Yeah. We can only hope for Finn Poe. We can only At least hope. we have Sinjir. We do have Sinjir. Uh yeah, we we're a huge fan of him on this uh on the show. We've we've had multiple uh aftermath conversations where everything turns into yeah, Sinjir's the best. Sinjir is the best. I love him a lot. Um, I, I, I want to get. I want him to have like, his own series of just him dealing with politics. Yes, please. Just like Sinjir's daily uh, life as a politician. Great. Yeah, I still haven't read the third aftermath book, but that's because really? it's. Well, I, 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 it's because um I I'm waiting for it. I'm I'm waiting for all the Star Wars stuff out in paperback. Okay. Just because money or space for uh, the hardcovers, and um. But I think, if I remember correctly, the third Empire's End comes out at the end of this month, so That's possible. I can finally, I can finally uh, catch up and and find out what happens to the beautiful goddess that is Ray Sloan. Yeah. Oh my god. It was also. Oh, it's so good. I I love that. I love that uh, novel a lot, and it's there's there's some real cool shit in there that I I I'm like holding myself back from talking about. Well, when uh when it comes out and I read it, you can invite me back on and we can talk about aftermath. Yeah, it will be it will probably be our like third aftermath episode, but I don't care because I love those novels a lot and everyone has to hear me talk about them. <laughs> aftermath is so good it's and so Chuck Wendig is so good. He's amazing. We're we're trying to get him on the show. Hopefully, hopefully that will work out. Oh my god, awesome! Uh, that'd be really cool. Yeah, it would be. I I'd love to have him on just so I can like pick his brains on. Like oh, there's so much in life debt that I loved that I just wanted to like yeah pick his brains about that whole just, just that uh, final like that bit with um just like that whole section on Kashyyyk yes was yes. was so good and just like the way that the um I forget what the the governor who went like crazy on um on Kashyyyk uh his name was but just the way he went out mm-hmm. was so perfect yeah that it was whole, so good like having Jom taken hostage and like the shit he went through and the moment you realize yeah. that it's uh like Shinger undercover to like rescue him oh it was great yep uh now I just uh. want to talk about Aftermath <laughs> <laughs> oh. um yeah it's just it's uh Aftermath is so good. It's great. But yeah, so the other things that we were, I was going to mention is the news. We haven't talked about it on the show yet. Um, that Jason Aaron is stepping away from the Marvel Star Wars series and Kieran Gillen will be taking over as the main writer, which is interesting. How do you how do you feel about this? Well, um, I mean, isn't Jason Aaron also wrapping up his Thor run? I think too? so. Like it's they seem to be uh, hinting that like that's coming to a close. 
Yeah, I think it's I think six hundred is his final mm-hmm. um, issue um, or the beginning of his his the end of his run. But um, I think maybe maybe he decided that it's time for him to just leave Marvel. Yeah. Um, but like I I really like what I've read of the main Star Wars title. I've really enjoyed mm-hmm. like that first trait um, was really fantastic and I really enjoyed it. And I've read the first three volumes of uh, Gillen's Vader. Yeah. And um, that was awesome. Uh, so I'm excited to see him. I mean, actually, won't he be basically taking over like all of Star Wars now? Uh, because he's writing Ephra and he's writing Star Wars. Oh, wait, no, there's that. Yeah, there's the Darth Vader book. Yeah, so Darth the, Vader the book launched with uh, Charles Soule as a writer, with Giuseppe Camoncoli on art, which has been fantastic. The fourth issue came out this past Wednesday, and oh, it's so good. And that's like basically, like I've heard it being talked about, like Darth Vader year one, kind of. A little bit, yeah. It takes place um, almost immediately after the events of Revenge of the Sith and basically deals with the trials of Vader basically building his first Sith lightsaber, which uh, is 100% the idea I had for doing a Darth Vader solo movie, (laughs) which they just took and made it into a comic, so I can't really complain about that, uh, even though I have multiple times on the podcast, but, you know. (laughs) But yeah, the the series is just fantastic. the The new Vader book is good. Yeah, I'm, and then I, and then Poe Dameron's still continuing, right? Uh, as far as I know, so they haven't picked that. Yeah, so it looks like Soul and Gillen will be the Star Wars architects for a while. A little bit, because Darth Maul just wrapped up, so that was Cullen Bunn's uh, series writing. There's another couple of miniseries coming out. The Mace Windu one is soon-ish. Oh, uh, that's right. The miniseries uh, about Mace Windu, I think during the Clone Wars, or maybe between Ooh. Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones, I can't really remember. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm down for any Mace Windu stuff. Oh yeah, I'm, su- I'm super uh, into it. Because uh, it's going it, to... Because the, the specific title of it is Star Wars Jedi of the Republic, Mace Windu. So that makes me think that we might get to see more of these about other Jedi other than Mace Windu. That'd be that'd be really awesome. That'd be really fantastic to flesh out that whole, like if they do just a bunch of other Jedi of the Council, yeah. like Shock T and uh, and all those guys. That'd be really cool. Yeah. So yeah, it takes place just after the start of the Clone Wars. Oh sweet. Uh, I can't find a. So it's written by Matt Owens and illustrated by Dennis Cohen whose names I recognize, but I can't remember from what. Yeah, I haven't... I don't recognize those names myself. Um, but, yeah, that's exciting. Okay, um, so Matt Owens is for... one of the guys that was writer on the Luke Cage Netflix show and was the writer on the oh, recent that's... Electra series. Okay, okay. Uh, which I didn't well, get I like right Luke Cage. Up, but hopefully I like Luke Cage, so hopefully it's going to be good. Yeah, that's exciting. Yeah. I'm excited. Uh, yeah, if they if they take that as a chance to do more uh, more Republic Jedi stuff, I'm so down for that. Yeah, I always love uh, 
Clone Wars era stuff, especially after how fleshed out the show was with some of that stuff. Like yeah. taking some weird side stories and that would be would be really cool. Yeah. Uh, even yeah. just oh man, can you imagine just like a clone comic? Oh my god, that would just murder me. That would be because the best. The clones are the best. Fives and Echo are the best. Rex yeah. and Cody are the best. I I love my clones. I so I remember watching. Keep going. Oh no, continue, please. Uh so um, you go, you go. Okay, sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, I remember like back in back when the first season of Clone Wars came out, watching that first clone episode after the Malevolence arc, mm-hmm. and it was so just exciting and not what I expected from a Star Wars show yeah. uh, and it just like I was also so happy when they went back to that group a few seasons later and we saw them you know grow up to be ARC troopers and and it was uh, I have a lot of feelings about the clones yeah. the clones are awesome the feeling. so I actually watched the, the Clone Wars in chronological order the way that they kind of put the chronological order on the Star Wars website. So I actually saw oh, those yeah. episodes with uh like Fives and Echoes and their squad in chronological order as opposed to the way they kind of jumped backwards and forwards through time. Yeah. Which was really interesting because you see instead of getting bits and pieces of their growth, you see their growth in real time from when they were like the the kind of terrible scout squads that couldn't work together to becoming, you know, arc troopers. It's so cool. Yeah, you just get to yeah, know them that, as like people throughout the series. Yeah, that the Order sixty six arc just killed me. Uh, it broke <laughs> me. I I watched that with my girlfriend uh, when I was showing her stuff, and oh, uh, going back through those episodes is rough because you know it's what's happening and you can't do anything about it. Yeah. So so and and like that combined with the Umbara arc, I'm just like, no, <laughs> let my clones be good yeah because like from <laughs> the movies like order 66 like happens and you kind of feel sad uh for the jedi even though the jedi are kind of yeah. awful people mostly yes. but it's it's the the show that really shows you how unfair it is for the clones for seeing them yeah because it humanizes them and makes it like you get the actual reason why they did it and it's just, it's really nice to see... It's nice that they gave a reason to why they were so immediately... Not okay with it was is the right word, but, like, why they just immediately... Took, why they had to do it, yeah. You know, yeah, 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 exactly. Um, yeah, um, I, I could talk about the clones for a while. This is just going to turn into a clone podcast. Good. Um, th- that... The Order 66 arc made me hate the Kaminoans even more. Oh, yeah, they're such wanks. Um, oh, my God. They're, they, like, it's it's so terrible because they only care about the bottom line. Mm. And it's it's so just, uh... Because it's just it's the idea of, like, so, you know, the Jedi go to these cloners for clones for this army and the Jedi start instilling these personalities on them and the Kaminoans don't care they yeah. just treat them as numbers and it's so unfair but you just can't it's just, yeah, which, it tears I, you up inside like, I, understand, I understand from a like a like a business perspective why you wouldn't you know 
why you wouldn't want to personally attach yourself to these clones that you're making that they're just going to die. But like, still, it just it's uh, it sucks. The Camino ones are terrible. Yeah. The the clones are the only like pure souls in Star Wars outside of like the Skywalkers, and even then, most of them are kind of. Yeah, I wouldn't exactly Skywalkers are the most pure souls. Well, there's one kind of major exception to that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Luke is Luke is still my favorite. Um, he's my he's my son. Hello, everybody. My name is Mike. And I'm Greg. And together we are Robots from Tomorrow, a twice-weekly podcast appearing at MultiversityComics.com. Each week we take some time to check out books and shelves on Wednesday that are worth your attention. And each month we dissect the previous catalog. We also have long-form discussions about books we've enjoyed like Dan Clow's Ghost World and Jack Kirby and Mike Royer's Commandy. And if that's not enough, we also do creator interviews. Some of the talks you'll find in our archives feature Mike Mignola, Leila Del Duca, Sean Martinborough, Emma Beebe, and Greg Rucka. So that's a lot of content for everybody. Please subscribe Subscribe to Robots from Tomorrow in iTunes or Stitcher so you never miss a thing. Robots from Tomorrow has hours of comic-focused entertainment week in and week out. And now, back to your show. Yeah, I'm interested to see, yeah, interested to see what, what, uh, what entails, what we're going to get for him and... Uh, in Last yeah, Jedi. Because the going back to that, that behind that? the scenes, they, they showed a different like outfit for him. Cause what the the one that we saw yeah. in the end of The Force Awakens was that uh what looks like the same kind of outfit he was wearing in Return of the Jedi, but kind of more Jedi mastery and the kind of inverted colours where it's brighter. But this one feels more like actually yeah. rustic, that kind of brown outfit. Yeah. I'm interested to see how that plays into it and oh god it's it, it, it's blowing my mind i still don't know like why why is why does the jedi have to end what did he learn they were kind of terrible i mean they were kind of terrible <laughs> they were kind of shitty they were kind of really... <laughs> they did kind of lie to uh... the entire galaxy for a while and uh yeah yeah and even when Yoda lost everything, he could still continue to lie. Yeah. They're kind of not the best, but yeah, it's why I kind of appreciate the uh, some more of the new kind of material moving towards this idea of like a neutral balance as opposed to yeah. the kind of weird, like dogmatic, like the way Palpatine puts it is specifically the dogmatic narrow view of the Jedi. And it's kind of not far off the mark. Yeah, exactly. Like, he might be a, like a fascist dictator, but he's kind of right about how kind of shitty the Jedi are. He just has a bad <laughs> way of expressing it. Yeah, I mean, I guess you can have like that view of the Jedi when you're about to enact your years-long plan to kill them yeah. all. Like he can still be like, "Hey, the Jedi are a flawed system," without like massacring the entire galaxy worth of Jedi. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm like I'm interested to see um, if we if we learn what like because I know that 
in after in the second aftermath book they mention like this plan that Palpatine had mm-hmm. for the galaxy and like possible outside threats or or something and uh really I, what I'm excited for is the eventual reintroduction of the Yusong Vong back in Star Wars. Really? That's what I'm really Wow, because I like for most of what I can tell. So I haven't; those are books that I haven't read yet. I'm slowly making my way through some of the uh, the old EU stuff. I'm only just starting to read the uh, the original Thrawn trilogy. I'm in Dark Force Rising now, um, so I'm like I'm oh, fairly well, catching uh, up and stuff. You can, a, you can listen to Throncast. That's a podcast that I did where we talked about the first or the the Thrawn trilogy. Um, in uh, in preparation for Thrawn being in season three of uh, Rebels, yeah. So we went back and and uh, read all those books. That's awesome. And uh, they were, yeah, they're really really they're good books. Good. Like I I finally understand why people always look to the Thrawn trilogy as like, and why they're so in 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 love with Thrawn because he is a great yeah. character. Uh, um, I our last episode on this was basically me gushing about Heir to the Empire. Um and finally yeah. reading it for the first time and being like, yeah, so this is why everyone told me to read it after you know twenty years. Yeah, I had the same. I had the same uh, reaction. Like, oh, okay, now I get it. Uh but yeah, um, the, uh... Uh, yeah, I'm 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 joking when I say the reintroduction of the Yusong song. Okay. Yeah, there's no. There's no confirmation that they'll ever come back. It's just a hilarious thought that I have because everyone I know who's read the New Jedi Order just like instantly hates yeah, that idea. Yeah, I was going to say because everyone I know yeah. who knows about the Yuuzhan Vong hates the Yuuzhan Vong. Yeah, like what what I know about them is that they're like this weird alien race that like controls biological ships yeah. or something. And like in concept, like... In concept, that sounds interesting, but in execution, it was apparently like really bad. Yeah, I I don't know what the deal is with that, but I'm like, yeah, I think it was also pretty drawn out over the nineties. Yeah, I think that was part of the whole like New Jedi Order novels. So there was like what ten, fifteen novels yeah, about it. Yeah, the entire yeah, there, it was all just the Song Bong War was the new Jedi order, I think. And that's like a lot of novels over a yeah. long period of time for just one story. Yeah. Cause my first, my first star Wars, um, book was, uh, the first book in the legacy series. Okay. I think it was just called, I think it was just, was it called, was it just called legacy? It, called no, it was called legacy of the yeah. false. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And um, I was, because my only experience with Star Wars at that point was the, like, I I picked it up and, like, it, must, it was, like, basically right after uh, mm-hmm. Revenge of the Sith is when I picked that book up. And I was so confused because it's, like, 40 years after the Battle of, Yav- of, of uh, Yavin. And, like, I don't know who Jason yep. Solo is or... You know, I don't know what the Yusong Vong War was that they keep mentioning and referencing. Like you're supposed to know this stuff. So do you uh, want to know something funny? So that was uh that was. So my first Star Wars novel was the final book in the Legacy of the Force, Invincible. So I had that same experience, oh, compounded being the final book in a series that had already had like, uh, about almost eight or nine books before it. So I had that compounded with, or just like, who are 
any of these people. What is going on? Why are we like yeah. 50 years after the A New Hope? Yeah. And I was like, wow, they rebuilt the Jedi Order yeah. really fast. Yeah. And uh, yeah, like I, I never finished nope. Legacy of the Force. But what I know about that is that Jason basically Darth, Darth Vader as himself, right? As far as right? I know, which is kind of like, I feel like it was supposed to be ironic, but it's also kind of like, uh, yeah. like learn from your granddad, great granddad's, I think. He, Jason's yeah. Han and Leah's son, right? Yeah. 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 It's, it's, I, I remember their, I do remember their kids. It was, uh, Jason and Jaina, which was Han and Leia's children. Then Ben, who was, um, Luke and yeah. Mara's child. And, and Baka got yeah. by a moon. And, uh, Han and Leah also had Anakin but, solo. Maybe. Am I right? Yeah. The that's, worst God, name. that's what? <laughs> That is the That's worst like, name! I, so I remember when like the final Harry Potter book came out and everyone was talking about how Harry named oh, his child God. something terrible. terrible yeah. And it's like, at least he didn't name his son like literally Voldemort Potter. Because that's what Anakin Solo <laughs> is. It's just like, hey, you're named after Space Hitler. Like, dude, come on. Yeah, that's bad. That's really bad. I mean, the only way it could have been worse is if he was just Palpatine oh, yeah. solo. Honestly, it's like so. It, it, like, I feel like it would have been even funnier if Anakin Solo had turned to the dark side because it's just like that name is a bad name. That name is haunted. Yeah, that. that <laughs> yeah, that name has a uh, has weight oh, to it. Just, it was so weird when I learned that. I was like, who names their kid after their dad who almost who like tortured them. Like, Leo was tortured by Vader yeah. in the Death Star, and he's just like, yeah, but I'm going to name a kid after him. What? Yeah. Oh, you know what? You know what's a really... What's what's a good what's a good Leia moment? Or just a good Leia what's book a, in general? Bloodline Bloodline. is a fantastic novel. Blood, uh, when, when she... When, uh, when, it, when it does come out that her... Um, her... When when it comes to the Vader, is there is Luke yeah. and Leia's dad, and she goes to that ball in a black yeah. cloak and dress. It's, it's so oh, it's so fantastic. It is so good. I really love what Christy Golding does in Star Wars novels, and I'm really excited for her uh, young adult Leia novel that's coming out in the lead up to the young, the, yeah. the young, the Last Jedi. Um, I really can't wait to see her like yeah, doing a young Leia novel. I'm, uh, oh, I just, I want more of, um, the Lost Stars. Yes. I want Thane and yes. Sienna, more things. But also because that book really just kind of, like, it's it's their entire timeline, yeah. you know? It, um, I, I don't, I just, I want, I want them to be okay. Same, because, like, it, they it deserve so kind of a cliffhanger. If I remember correctly, it ends with like their weird like yeah. used to be best friend is now entirely like fascist empire guy, and I'm just like, what what happens next? Yeah, like I'm I'm I like honestly, for all the Snoke theories that are out there, the guy who end who who becomes the weird like extremely like. M- pro empire guy, the end of Lost Stars, like that's the guy who I would think out of 
all the Snoke theories would become yeah. Snoke based on, you know, all that Snoke, which is that he has a messed up face. Oh, God, there's um, but so yeah. many dumb Snoke theories. I love that. <laughs> Uh, I, yeah, first I'm just waiting for Ezra to be confirmed. Just there was no. a genuine theory that uh, that Benicio del Toro's character in the Last Jedi is going to be uh, Ezra from Rebels, and I'm like, no, no, there's no way. Yeah, the ages nah. don't really line up because what Ezra would be. So even if like if he's alive, he would have Ezra been like, is like the exact same twenty-five as, Luke as he w- they were born on the same day. So he oh, would have to right. be oh, like yeah. 60, 70, or however old. Okay, Luke well, is, oh I my gosh, know. now sixties. Yeah, now That feels like they have something really big planned for Ezra and Luke. Maybe I like so, but I don't know. One of the things that I kind of got really frustrated with in, like, Rebels, especially Season 2, was the idea that, like, Ezra was Luke before Luke became Luke, if you know what I mean. Like, he's already training yeah. to be a Jedi, and I'm like, yeah. how how do they get him out of the picture for Luke to come in, like, a year later and just do the same storyline, but be more important, if you know what I mean? I kind of frustrated. Yeah. Yeah, I'm interested what this fourth season holds um because it's it the final, final season. season and there's a lot of, a lot of plot that yeah. needs to happen um like i like i haven't i haven't i haven't watched season three yet because i don't have uh the channel for it but like i know enough to yeah. have a conversation about it so like we need thrawn out of the picture for the rest of the, for the rest of the yeah, timeline to happen. Uh, there's that. Yeah, like, I just, uh. like the, it was one of the things that really interested me is the idea that so Heir to the Empire specifically mentions why Thrawn wasn't at the Battle of Endor. If I... Yeah, which was he was exploring, yeah. he was exploring like, the unknown if regions. He's already being introduced in the new canon before even the Battle of Yavin. Like, what has he been doing this entire time that he's not shown up at any of these battles? Yeah, like maybe they might just send him back into the maybe, unknown regions the, uh, again. The Thrawn novel that um, came out. I uh, no, no. Okay, like I yeah, said, paperback. You should check that. Uh, out so it's very good. Uh, there's some stuff in there that I think might hint towards what they're doing with him. But uh, we'll see. I don't know. Yeah, because I, because I know that, that that book and, like, the ending of Aftermath, like, there's a heavy emphasis on this space yeah, outside sure. the galaxy, right? And so people are thinking that, like, oh, Snoke's from there or something, something, just, like, something. I think that there's an overall sense of something from outside I the galaxy so. is coming. And I'm interested in, because- like... There's a whole thing in Aftermath, more so in Empire's End, and I'm trying not to spoil it for you, about how the First Order forms kind of out there, and how like a lot of the reason that they were able to build so much power um, before the Force Awakens that without the New Republic knowing about it was because they were like chilling in the unknown regions. So they seem to really be focusing on that. So yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. Yeah, and like. I know at the end of, because unfortunately I got spoiled on this. So like I know at the end of 
and of, of empires and like they have a bunch of like the building blocks to make the first order like they have Hux's yeah dad he's, he's a jerk the worst worst um I mean Hux is bad because he's like not even hiding the fact that he's oh, space settler whole speech um, it was like really but, on the nose yeah, but it's also, like, that whole speech is really fantastic because it totally gets across, like, what the actual... Like, you see just how... Like, the Empire yeah. was extreme, but you see, like, just how extreme staying in the unknown regions for years the force the first yeah. has made like, the first the, order. The Empire was, like, this kind of insidious... Um, like, basically, they used the, the promise of security and peace and the aftermath of a massive galactic war to hide the fact that it turned into a fascist dictatorship whereas the First Order is idolizing yeah. the fascist dictatorship and being really open about how, hey, we're not cool with you know, the heroes who are led by people of color and women, whereas we're all a bunch of white-faced stormtroopers yeah. We destroyed like an entire solar system It's uh... Yeah, yeah as, as dumb as uh, as, as stupid as the idea of the third Death Star is, like they did in destroy an entire yeah, solar yeah. system. Like I, I love the idea that everyone complains that oh it's the Death Star but bigger. But when you think that the Death Star worked one hundred percent of the times it was shot, um yeah, yeah it's a pretty yeah. good. I'd build a bigger Death Star. Yeah, speaking of um like even if you get one shot, one shot's all you need. If you want, you know, um, but um, speaking of the Death Star, have you read uh, Catalyst? Yes. I, yeah. I have everything up to the most recent novel that just came out, which is Battlefront Two Infernal Squad. I have read in terms of the new canon. Yeah, that was a, that was a damn novel. good book. That was uh, a highly enjoyable read. I love that. Yeah, like I'm glad that they explained why it just took so long to make I'm the Death Star when they had the plans. Addressed a problem it, I when had they with the Revenge of the Sith for years. Longer. Which is why 19 years before A New Hope they had a, like almost entire frame of the Death Star just chilling and no one knew about it. And I'm like, yeah. George, why did you do this? And now it finally makes sense. Yeah, I'm, I'm down for, I'm so down for like the um... Hoggle, whatever the Geonosin guy is, just like being like, no, no, we're done. And like ordering his drones yeah, to just like tear just, it like, apart. Leaves, he's just bounces. He's like, I'm out here. I'm I'm done with y'all. I'm gone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, those novels are really good. Uh. Also, you just you get how terrifying. Yes. Uh, Krennic is like how I far really, he's willing like, to go like, in the book and on the context in the film it, 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 exactly and it makes the like I watched Rogue One recently mm. and with the knowledge of Catalyst like it really it, it really provides so yeah. much to like, that I remember when movie. Rogue One came out and there was people like complaining about like lack of character depth and I feel like if, they, if you'd read Catalyst yeah, like it expands on so much, and I I know that you shouldn't have to read the novel to understand the movie better, but like it just adds so much flavor to it. It also makes uh, Laura or uh, the 
mom whose uh, name yeah. it, it's, it's Liara. No, that that's the Mass Effect. Uh, why am yeah. I blanking on? It's an L something. Hang on. Um. Yeah, I think no, it's, uh, Lyra. Bug me. Um. Yeah, Lyra. It, it makes Lyra just a badass. She yeah. she is an awesome character, and I'm I'm disappointed that we had mm. to go to the book to find yeah, that out. It's... I mean, she was an awesome character in the, in the few in the few minute yeah. like the minute we got of her in the film because she stood up for what she believed in, but like and that, that like with context that's even like with the context of Catalyst that scene is even more. Yeah, yeah, I completely understand there. It's just, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I also really liked the, uh, the one, um, I can't remember his name, but, like, the, the pilot who, um, be, who, like, uh, yeah, I know who you mean, and, started off as a spy oh, for, oh, I can't remember his name either, the guy who ended up working and then with, in uh, the end, Saw. Saw. Yeah. Yeah, I really liked his what arc. His that was nice. Ah, uh, has has uh, orbit has. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was uh, he was really awesome. Mm-hmm. And uh, oh, um, just think Rogue One and saw and stuff. Um, so are you gonna? And I'm I'm thinking about this because uh, apparently, uh, it's gonna be the pacify the pacifiers versus Inferno Squad in um. In yeah. the book, yeah, uh, and I'm I'm excited to read that. Are you gonna I, get Valfront too? Game for sure, yes. The novel, hopefully, I'm gonna be able to grab it soon and like dig into that because I really like the uh, uh, Twilight Company, which was the tie-in novel to the first Battlefront game. I thought that was yeah, so but good. Was really, yeah, I I my expectations weren't high for that because it was a yeah. video game book it, um, it, it blew was me away really that was fantastic. why I was really hyped to see uh, the same writer do the uh, Rogue One novelization even though I'm never super into novelizations that was a yeah. really good one but yeah I'm, I'm excited yeah, I really, yeah I'm excited to see what the story is going to be because that, that takes place basically in the same time period as yeah. Aftermath so like if honestly, honestly, if we get Ray Sloan I will in Battlefront Two, I'm gonna I just swear like to God, I'm gonna lose my mind if Ray Sloan shows up in that game. Uh, ima- uh I'm just imagining like the um, why well, am I blanking on the main character's name uh, um, for Battlefront Two? Uh, yeah, if we see if we see Aiden and Ray oh, God, like I'm on the same screen in the same frame talking talking to one another, like I'm gonna just like start kicking yeah. walls and stuff because um, i'm really excited to see uh what is it so i think you you see it in the trailer um i don't even know if you you see it and if you've seen it in life that not or not but it shows up in uh in empire's end is the sentinels those, yeah those red guys uh I think I think I've heard about them. They're the red guys with yeah. like Palpatine's hologram um, face, right? Them showing up means that it's it is specifically tying into aftermath in a kind of weird way. So I'm mm-hmm. excited for that. Do you think? Do you think we might see the 
like the actual battle of Jakku. I think it's very possible. I think like actually happen. We're gonna see it go pretty much all the way up to, uh, at least the the battle of Starkiller Base and the Force Awakens because I know they've made a map for that, but I don't know if we'll see that That's in single right, player. Yeah. But I hope so. Oh my gosh! Imagine if we see like yes. old Aiden. Because from like from the trailer, oh, some of the voiceover oh makes me think that it will start around there and then flash back to how she got to become a first order. Which is yes, so cool. that would be awesome. That would be really cool. Yeah, I think Star Wars is cool. Dang it, Star Wars is cool, and I really need to get my PS4 out of storage so that. When yeah, Malvern 2 comes out, out, I can play. Right? It's coming out in the next couple months. It's, uh, yeah, that's. I getting, think it's October. Close. Because yeah, they got to get it obviously. up for Christmas. That's a whole other discussion we could have as video games. And... Yeah, we should. Uh, I think we're going to wrap it up yeah. there, but we should definitely come on around then to talk about Battlefront 2 and talk about Star Wars video games. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Like, um, my first. <laughs> My first exposure to Star Wars really was the first Lego <laughs> game for PS2, um, and because bec- that was that was weird because um, when it came out, the Revenge of the yeah. Sith hadn't come out yet, but the story for Revenge of the Sith was in the game, so I was trying to pe- and like at that time the Lego games didn't have any dialogue or anything like that. It was oh, just yeah. like pantomime. So I was trying, I was trying to figure out the story of Revenge of the Sith. Like my ten-year-old brain was trying to figure out the story for Revenge of the Sith from watching the Lego cutscene. Same scene. thing happening with the actual Revenge of the Sith game, because I think that came out just before the movie came out and basically spoiled the movie because it had actual cutscenes, like actual scenes from the movie as the cutscenes. So oh, I, wow. I remember kind of getting a bit through it and being like. I can't finish this until I see the movie because I don't want to see how the movie ends. Because it had the whole yeah. like fight with General Grievous on Outpower, and I'm like, yeah, but the movie's not out yet. Can I see this? Am I allowed to see this? <laughs> yeah. Is it okay to see this? Am I breaking like any so rules or anything? Out, like first. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like, well, that was the big thing, like with Revenge or uh, Phantom Menace. Right, releasing the, oh uh, the CD, and it, it, like there was like with uh, Qui Gon's yeah. death or whatever. It's like Qui Gon's the... like fateful demise or something like that, and it's like the most obvious like this is his death music. Uh, I feel sorry for whatever like poor intern decided to decided to make that um, cover for the. <laughs> uh, man, Star Wars is is something else. Yeah, Star Wars is cool. Star Wars is very cool. That'll do us for this episode. It was great having you on to chat about how cool Star Wars is. Thank you. Thank you. It was really nice to just like have a general talk about Star Wars. It's been a long time since I've had that. Quite enjoyed it. Before we go, where can the people find you on the internet? You can find me on Twitter at CyberbunkWarlock. That's C-Y-P-E-R-P-U-N-K-W-A-R-L-O-K, um, where you can find me ranting about fictional characters and uh, the game Dream Daddy, which is a great video game um, where you date dads. It's it's really good. And yeah, 
That's yeah. what I do. Is like scream about fictional people I mean, who don't exist. I have a podcast explicitly about doing that for Star Wars, so I know that feeling. Yeah. But yeah, so that was another episode of yeah. Force Coast Coast to Coast. My name was Alice W. Castle. I was your host. You can find me at Multiversity Comics as one of the associate editors. You can see, you can read my thoughts about Marvel's Star Wars comics every month in Tales from a Galaxy Far, Far Away, where I annotate the monthly releases of the comics. And obviously, you can find me in Force Coast Coast to Coast or on Twitter at Alice W. Castle. And as always, May the force be with you.